and basically, you know, says, like, I'm taking your birthright off you. He he snatches his chain. He says, come come get your chains back, bro. Come like, get your chains <laughs> back, man. <laughs> you look like nines. He said he's the new thing, bro. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Hello guys and welcome to the review of uh, episode 7, season 1 of Rings of Power. It's uh, me, Chiazzo, uh, alongside Priscilla. Priscilla, how are you doing? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. Happy Friday, happy Friday, happy Rings of Power Day. Uh, <laughs> um, Long live the rings. Trust me, <laughs> trust me, trust me. Um, so as usual, straight into it, immediate reaction. Uh, for episode seven, I, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I, honestly, like, I, I know Audrey's not I, saying anything, but I'm head, with her. Head empty. Like, there's like curious George question symbols on my head. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have got no positive, no negative, just zero thoughts. I, I don't know what I think of it. Um, is the like you know with the other episodes there was always like an a vitriol like yes a vitriol no yeah I came out of this one like I don't know <laughs> it, I don't know where it, I stand. it was a it was a it was a funny one um, and as we go through it we'll um, the reasons for that should become um, a bit more apparent so for me yeah I feel look I think it was an average episode I'll just say it uh straight away for the for something that should have been the penultimate uh episode and remember we argued that last week's episode i mean was easily the best episode but also could have been the finale so the fact this episode exists um arguably they're sort of doing the thing that we had in episodes two and three where you're wondering how much this was actually needed and maybe it could have I don't know, just not been there. I mean, to be honest, or maybe should have been the start of the final episode for it to, for all the events that happened in here to be an episode itself. Um, uh, not, not great. And, uh, I, I am disappointed because, you know, they really, they really showed us, uh, what they're capable of in the last episode that, you know, you and I were both enthusiastic about, but this is, uh, it's a one step forward, two steps back. Um, I think. That's what that in this entire season's been. Like, there's only been one real bad episode in this show. Mm. The fourth episode. Was it the fourth? Was it the fourth? I think it's the fourth or Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the fourth where it was like, this is halfway and it's like it's not looking good, bro. Yes, yes. It's not looking good, bruv. No, it's like that's good. the that's the only episode that's been bad. It's generally been like a six out of ten show. Yeah. And that's more risky than anything because if you're really bad then you're really bad and I can cope with you being really bad I can just vibe and watch it yeah like I do with you know with Fast and Furious I know I'm not getting Oscar winning writing I'm just seeing cars crashing and I can have a good time and just 
remove all thoughts in my head. If oh. it's really good, I'm so excited about watching it. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. When it's average, like it's so hard because like you're not giving, you're not forcing a reaction out of me. Yeah. In on either side, it's very much air. Like I'll watch it. Like that's how it feels. Uh, um, that's actually a perfect. Uh, that's a perfect description. Um, and you know, as ever, because um, you and I, uh, because of you and I, there has to be a football um, analogy in there. So I'm going to go for it. It's kind of like watching non-league football um, for like. So when you talk about, and you know, obviously, massive respect to non-league footballers, but when you watch non-league football, you kind of know what you're going to get. You know that you're not getting top professional football you're getting what it is and that way it's going to be enjoyable it's the same thing with um fast and furious you know it's not a serious movie so you're like yeah i can i can deal with this i can deal with the the clichés and stupid action scenes and things like that but then when you watch premier league football yeah premier league football can be really bad i'm sorry really good but what we don't like is watching you know players try and fail it's like no you're you're a top-level footballer. What are you doing? And what we're seeing from this Lord of the Rings is what should be Premier League players trying but just not getting it right, and it's far less... It makes it far less enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, the only way to describe it, like United fans or any Jota Mourinho fans will understand, it's, <laughs> the, it's like the start of third season, Jose. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, and it gets pretty painful. It's... Then it gets pretty painful, and I just hope that it doesn't get painful. Because I think what was annoying, I think what was frustrating about this was that last week's episode was one of the best TV I've watched this year. Yeah. And there's been a lot of good TV this year. There has been. Succession's been on. Industry's been on. Like, so many TV shows, White Lotus and all that. All those shows have been on, and that's one of the best things I've seen on TV this year. And to follow it up with this, bear in mind, there were very... What, what made this episode even more annoying is that there was a particular subplot in this episode that was brilliant. Mm. If we're if we're on the right, if our synchronization uh. is, you know, like if it's perfect, <laughs> you'll know what, what I'm talking about. But that's the only one. Like the one subplot involving, and it's, it's always involving my dogs. They never let me down. Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Actually, no, two, two. Let me be fair. Two. Okay. Two were very good. Okay, let's okay. Let me let, actually let me not stop to calls around circles and let me give the people the tea. Like the Southland stuff was shite. <laughs> the one thing I was excited for watching, pardon my French, <laughs> but the one thing we were looking forward to when Mount Doom, like Mount Doom, when you know when it, everything like imploded, we were we were literally screaming. Yeah. The end of the end of the last week's episode, and how can that? subplot the most interesting part of the episode that that it pivots it centers on that is dead yet the half foot stuff was so so good and the enduring stuff was so so good with Elrond and him getting kicked out and all this stuff that was brilliant that's what's so annoying when they kept going back to the south I was like no 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 take it back I'm not trying to see let me see them drop people I ain't trying to see that man Give me back. Let me see Durin, man. What's Durin the fourth doing? Let's see what he's doing. Exactly. Show me Elrond. Exactly. You know, show me Nori. Show me the stranger. Like, I was getting so agitated. Like, the, the only good thing about Southlands was the ending. And it was said, 
uh, when it revealed to what you actually was modern day, obviously. I, what I know, actually what see, it's funny. Be. It's funny because I actually had a problem with the way it ended, and I'll explain it. I'll explain it when we get there. Let's let's you know uh, we've we've teased the audience enough. Let's get into our usual format because, as usual, when we watch these shows, there are three different episodes happening at the same time, basically, and we usually choose our least enjoyable to the most enjoyable, and. This is the first time this season the Southlands is coming up first. Because what the hell was that? <laughs> but let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, so obviously we see uh, Galadriel wake up in, uh, you know, what is now Mordor. The volcano has gone off. Um, they're giving us that uh, Mexican undertone thing where every, everyone's like tinged yellow and orange <laughs> for, for effect. So, you know, someone said it looked like post nine eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they were going for. The the, the soots and yeah. Oh, it, it wasn't it wasn't pretty uh, to look at. And then they had the um, horse on fire, which is a bloody cliche, by the way. Uh, so many movies love that one. I'm not sure why. Um, when there's a disaster, then there's always a horse on fire running. I, 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 I don't know. It I must think be. it's the whole um, it's the whole biblical revelation thing, you know, in, in Revelations when the white horse thing. They love tapping into that. Oh, man. is it? Oh, okay, yeah. It's yeah, such they, a, a lot of fantasy fantasy shows do that a lot. Yeah, it's either a white yeah. horse or a horse on fire. It's like a biblical Christian okay. thing, isn't it? Well, you know, more power, more power to them. I guess we needed to see that. So this is what I mean. I'm going to be bad vibes. I'm going to be bad vibes. I was not happy. No, I'm going to be. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm not coming in with no good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> then you know we've got so um, obviously there's a bit of a rescue mission uh, going on. We see that um, uh, you know one of his Sildor's friends dead is dead. We get a lot of shots of people on fire, missing limbs. Someone's face was uh, basically barbecued. You know, I don't know if you've ever used those George um, Foreman grills where you press the thing in. That's what my man's face was looking like. It looked like it looked like them. He looked like one of the clickers of The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, yeah. It, so, so like, yeah, very clear. So where's Joel? Very clear that it's a mess, and like everyone's been. Uh, separated and you know we find there was um, I mean unfortunately it was a bit boring like because the only thing they really showed was like okay yeah I get the destruction the violence okay we get that we get that we get that but then there was a lot of uh, exposition between Theo and Galadriel and it's like we heard the orcs in the background but I'm like is that not the perfect time to come and attack these survivors you know, we've got Galadriel saying things like, you know, we might make a soldier out of you yet, and then we get no action. Like, the orcs now have the cover of Mount Doom. And, um, yeah, we don't get any action. We get Galadriel repeating that her brother's dead. We know your brother's dead. We know uh, you don't want to be evil. We know, um, you know, you're looking for Halbrand because you're not quite sure who he is. It was... Um, you know, uh, Aaron De- and then we've got Aaron Deer being a stepdad again. I mean, there's just nothing. There's there's nothing about this segment. I mean, <laughs> what, what do you what do you have to say? No, about? no. I'll be fair. I'll be I'll be fair. I'll be fair. Okay. Go what on. was interesting was seeing uh, Malirion, the Queen Regent, losing her vision, and knowing what that could lead to. 
that was very interesting. I'll I'll give it that because more interesting in the sense of what that could lead to later on rather than in that specific episode because it could be a whole King Rohan vibe like in mm-hmm. the original like in the books yeah. or in the trilogy where you know your side on your side the side man basically or in this case it'll be Farazan can now use this as a position of power because he can now tell she can't see nothing yeah he can now tell her tell she, her what she, to do tell her whatever but she what, what to do the reason see okay there's two reasons I didn't bring that up because I, I promise it's in my notes my notes are in front of me and I didn't bring it up. I ended up putting loads of question marks on it. I wish I could like screenshot and like show the audience, but like basically I'm, I'm, I'm being so serious because there were two things, um, with that one. So the idea that, okay, she's blind now. And you know, what you've just said is a, you know, a projection, like a guess It's like, Oh, okay. Maybe it means that you're doing the writer's job for them. We're just like left to, you know, what if like someone could have looked at that and maybe didn't come up with the idea that you had, for example, and we don't even know if your idea is going to be correct. We don't know if it's a callback to um, uh, the Peter Jackson trilogy and all that stuff. So I'm like, uh, just, and that's not, I'm, for, uh, I'm not being bad vibes, I promise. <laughs> but that's not the worst part. Um, so Amazon, they've always got a preview of the next episode that auto plays as soon as you're done. And uh, we see um, her in the next episode and um, it can't, it, I'm not going to class it as a spoiler because it's literally in the teaser. Her eyes are restored. So what was that for? Oh, I didn't see the teaser. I didn't see the teaser for the next episode. Oh, that's probably, oh. So, sorry. So that's oh. what I put. And I, I, I'm, you know, apologies. But yeah, that was a whole lot. That's a whole, that's a whole lot of bullshit there. Sorry. Oh, again. Exactly. What was the point? Or, or did they just put the worst teaser of all time? Like, does a producer need to be sacked? Like, I don't know. Like, even if her eyes do get restored, like why show us that? I mean, you made her blind us like a whole thing. Um, and she's like stressing, prom- uh, thinking she can't see and all this rubbish and then she can see. No, so she can see clearly now. The rain has gone. Yeah. <laughs> she can see clearly now. The smoke is gone. The smoke of Mordor has gone. So oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. You, you tried to give this them something, stupid. but I had to take it away. I, v- I had to get VAR involved because it's... No, bad. VAR, VAR. No, VAR, bro. No, no goal, no goal. This is Man City no. Tottenham again. Trust me. Oh, my days. So Now, my head's hot now. Look, look. Do you know, do you know what? The only positive, the only positive, yeah, is um, the Queen Regent and Gladriel looks pen. And that's, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. <laughs> I even... There was one thing, though. No, no. There's one thing, there's one thing. Okay, you go. If Sildor's, if Sildor's whole, whole, that whole thing, I actually kind of like them. Let me not lie. This this guy has been the bane of my life the entire <laughs> show, apart from the one episode. Um, and it's hard because I found the guy attractive in a weird way. Um, <laughs> but there was, I liked the whole, like, his dad actually worrying about him. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, this, this sounds bad, mine. But I feel like his dad has sort of taken advantage of how you know constant he's been. Yeah, like yeah. he messes up, but he's always there. So it was actually kind of nice to see him like clock like, oh god, where's my son? Yeah, like, because but- that was the only thing I liked because it just revealed. Because when I was in this, when the Southlands bit, I didn't feel of like last week when you felt the human reaction to everything. I didn't feel any human empathy that sounds so sick and i'm a psychologist but i didn't mean it that way i mean there was no they didn't show any human empathy there for me to feel sorry for someone 
And yeah. then when it came to his little bits and pieces, I thought, oh, right, like, it's, like, this is serious. You don't know where your son is. Yeah. That's the only time I fully clocked. Because the way everyone survived the Mount Doom's eruption, so I'm like, ah! you can't kill one person. That one person can't That's go. That's what I'm saying. I thought, I thought we are going to have a major death here, but they just gave us Isildur. Because if we had a major death, the major death would have boosted that from a minus two to a four. Yeah, because you Just need to give us death. stakes. Like Brownwin, you know, always... I love, I love the actress, but if Brownwin died, that's huge. That's huge. Do you know what is so funny? I watched a TV episode today, which Brownwin was in, and she died. I'm not even joking. The actor in this other show, <laughs> she died. And you know what? It caused repercussions because we cared about the character. And this, again, might sound bad vibes, but I was disappointed she was still alive. I thought maybe this is how Theo turns and stuff. You know, there was Gladriel talking about, because Theo says to Gladriel at one point, you know, who did they take from you? And we have to hear about her brother again. But I'm just like, you know, is that, could that be a setup for um, maybe Brownwyn? passing away and you know what happens you know Theo and Arundel these are characters that we don't you know actually know about so we can do anything with them including turning them over um you know or not not to the dark side necessarily because they're not going to join who uh destroyed them but they might there might be a bit more edge to them instead they were doing happy families um there was another character um just to kind of round off this point there was another character where, again, I was hoping that they were dead um, or missing for a reason, and that was Halbrand, where it was like oh, yeah. Mount Doom erupted. I would have been racking my brains if Halbrand was missing because that would have been a perfect, oh, is he good, is he bad moment that wasn't utilised. You know, We get all the way to the end of the episode and we just find out he's wounded and he's been lying in bed, and it's like, what do you want me to do with that? Can't make any food with that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, so um, yeah. Uh, You're actually rattling me. Even disappointing. More. I was enjoying yeah. my Fanta, and now I can't enjoy it. No, uh, I, I've. I mean, this, this is empty now. I need, I need, I need uh, Igbo and Shiro because this is my. I need a boat and Shiro's quickly oh trust me trust me i I need like i need i need good writing man this is you know i mean like you know you have to deep deep tv we're giving them we're giving them so many hours of our life like the the least you can do is make it worth it like i we wasted us a friday morning we're working people working class people earning a good wage paying our amazon prime that's overpriced jeff bezos and all, oh, like, all yeah, we cheers, ask, mate. all we ask, is just good writing. Yeah, oh. you showed it to me last week. You showed it to me elements of this episode. Why can't you do it consistently? You know what this is, yeah. You know um, that meme of a um, Gattuso basically saying like, "Oh, sometimes it'll <laughs> be good, sometimes it'll be shit." Literally, that's all this yeah, show is. No, honestly. Honestly, we've just been bad vibes football. for about 20 minutes. We've been bad vibes for 20 minutes. I've just yeah, well, you know what? It's not our fault. It's not our fault. Blame rings of power. But okay, let's let's go to a slightly happier place. Not amazingly happy, but happier place. And uh, this time I'm going to let you decide where we're going to go. 
So we have the opportunity to either go to the Grove and meet up with the Harfoots, or we're going to Khazad-dûm and meet up with Durin and Elrond. Which which way are we going? Okay, we'll go Khazad-dûm. Let's go to Khazad-dûm. Right, okay. So obviously, um, we open up with Elrond uh, asking, you know, oh, no, not really. You know, my man was doing a good business deal, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll give you grades centuries of wood. Yeah, no, he was trading everything. He was like, he was fighting for his life, basically. Which, I mean, he technically was um, trying to strike a deal um, for this Mithril. Um, and King Durin um, said something that I thought was interesting. I, I sort of agreed with, um, because we know the risk of digging for Mithril is they go to, you know, they get too greedily, they get too greedy, and they go too deep, and they wake up Balrongs, or they crush themselves because they've gone too deep into the mountain. So King Durin says, I will not risk dwarves' lives uh, to help elves cheat death. And he seemed to suggest that this is what fate has lined up for them, and it's not for us to intervene, especially at the cost of uh, dwarven lives, which um, I can't lie, that's kind of hard to argue with. But, um, I mean, what do you think about that? This was a situation where I understood, or understood, sorry, all sides. I completely get where each person was coming from. Yeah. I completely get where King Durin was coming from. I get it. Because why are you going to risk your your men's, your subjects' lives, including that of your son, your heir, his life to help other people live? However, at the same time, you do need the elves. Yeah, yeah. And I get where Elrond's coming from. You're looking out for your, you know, you have to look out for your family, yourself your loved ones and all that. And you know that in order to achieve what Middle-earth needs to achieve, everyone needs to coexist at the same time. Everyone needs to be there. And he obviously the elves play a huge, huge, huge role in that. So, yeah. and I felt sorry for Pridge during the most. Because yeah. you could tell that he wanted to please his father very much yeah. so. But at the same time, I think he knew, and Princess, that's my, that's my sister. That's my girl. <laughs> she was in her Lady Macbeth bag. I was like, I knew yes. you would love. I knew you would love this. I've got a question about her. I got a question about her, and I knew you, you. I knew you'd be the person to answer it. I have got a question. Okay. But um, oh, should I just ask the question? All right, let's let's get into that. Let's get into Disa straight away. For me, yeah, that scene where so just to like kind of set it up. Um, so obviously during. King Durin says, no, Prince Durin says, surely I should help my friend. And he's sitting there, you know, obviously sad and conflicted. You know, he doesn't want to go against his father. And uh, Dissa, you know, slides up to him, eyes wide open, saying, you know, your father is old and decrepit and he's slow and he doesn't know what he's doing. And she she kept going. Wait, she, she kept going. She said, and this kingdom is going to be ours and we can dig for as much as we, I'm like, where, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. This is like some crazy stick talk. Look, I, I know you, I, for those of you um, not on uh, watching this on YouTube, Priscilla's doing the most evil, nodding, agreeing face <laughs> you have ever seen. I knew, I knew you'd dig that scene. I, I thought of you honestly when that happened. What, what was that? Was that just, was that just weird acting? Or, or directing, or were they telling us that this is an evil character? Like, what was up with that scene? 
I think they left it grey for people to interpret. Okay. Because you you could argue, because I'm going to argue. I mean, if she was turned evil, I wouldn't care. <laughs> like me, I love an I love an evil heifer. <laughs> like Cersei, I was I stood ten toes behind oh Cersei. My God. Here like, we go. Maleficent stood ten toes oh, behind no. her. Like oh my evil God. woman, I I ain't above all that. Like Gone Girl, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love it. Do you know that's the scariest thing? That's the scariest thing a, a, a lady can tell me. My favorite movie was Gone Girl. That's it, bruv. I'm deleting you. Hey, yo, Amy, dude. Oh, what? that's a woman. Nah, that, that movie that's is a terrible. powerful right there. No, but I like, I think they left it grey. They left it, they left it grey. I feel like, do you know what? I feel like she had to say that to Jurek, like to, to her man for him to really clock the team. Because mm. I feel like if she went into it, because you know, usually she plays it quite nice. But I think yeah. she knew, like, nah, like, sometimes... You know when you're hyping up someone, yeah? And you're, you're yeah. not fully believing what you're saying, but you need to, like, hype them up to get okay. them to do something. Like, for, mm, for, mm. If you're going to do something... Okay, not illegal. But if you're going to do something bad, you do that. <laughs> I may not even 100% believe in what I'm saying, but I'll tell you it to gas you up so you could do it. Yeah. I yeah. think she believed maybe 65% of what she was saying. Because <laughs> I think what she, I think what she was attempting to say, what she was what she was generally, I think the general vibe was that at some point this guy's gonna die and you're gonna be the one to rule. So you need to start yeah. taking charge and making your own decisions now. Like stop falling, like stop going after what he wants. Mm. Are you you're not gonna have your father to look up on when you make these decisions? It's gonna be you on your own. If you want to do something and you believe in your heart it's the right thing with the right intentions and what he's doing is crazy and in some ways you know obviously it is tempting fake there is a massive if we were doing a risk assessment for my health and care lot the risk <laughs> is crazy the risk is crazy however you know you can manage that risk yeah do you know what I mean and it's not as if you're going to do it forever you're only doing it for a specific purpose which is obviously to help the elves and in helping the elves, you're aiding yourself because obviously they're going to remember what you did to help them. Then they can help you later on. Obviously, King Duran's only thing, and he has every I'm saying he has every right to think that. I've only got to think about me and my own. Yeah. But at the same time, would it not be... I I would do... what? Well, obviously not Disa did. I, I'm too nice. But I would do... <laughs> I'd, I'd make the decision to dig because I'm like, hang on a second, like, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And I know yeah. we need them in the long run. If things are going to kick off, they need to exist. Yeah. They're going to exist. You need you need them. Like you can't not have them around. So yeah, I think I think Disa was like I think she was on a hyping him up sort of scenario. Like she was just telling him like what's what, you know. And then that was the thing that made him actually go for it. It was her being in her Lady Macbeth bag, and he was like, wait a second, like yeah, she's that like, she's she's actually right. Like I've got to make that decision, but. I think they've left it in there. I mean, I, I, I would have. I don't think she should have been so heavy-handed in it, but I can understand why mm -hmm. they did it that okay. way. But I agreed with her, man. I would have said worse. <laughs> I would have said worse. That's what I'm saying. Like, I knew you. I knew you'd like that scene. I probably would have improvised one. I'm, 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 I'm a six lines, six extra lines for her. I was like, "You go, sis. You tell him." You tell him. I would have said, we can kill your dad. Like, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, my God. And then literally for them to, like, kiss at the end of that speech as well. I'm like, brother, did look I just sign up to kill my dad or some shit? That, that's honestly... No, look at love. Oh, man. Well, Who's anyway, Beyonce anyway. and Jay-Z in this, man? 
Who's Beyonce and Jay Z? No, proper Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, partners in crime, crime shit, right there. That honestly, I thought in that moment, like that's the way the scene came across. And I, I know, look, directors, you know, there's the writers and the actors say the lines, but the directors are the ones that okay, I want your face to look like this. It needs to sound like that. So they've seen that, they've cut that, they said safe. And they must have watched that knowing how that came across. So definitely a really interesting angle. Now to step up, to, to make the tension even worse was, um, I, I do actually, before I get to that, I do have I do have a slight question. Again, maybe this is, I don't know if I missed this, right? But there's something about this that doesn't quite make sense to me. So Elrond brings in the leaf, right, from Linden that is covered in darkness or whatever. He hands Durin back the mithril that they he knows can save Linden. Durin, Prince Durin, this is, throws the mithril away, like in frustration, because his dad said no. Then the mithril then touches the leaf, and the leaf is healed, and they're looking at it like they've never seen it before and they call Elrond back. And the way that came across to me was like, did they not know what Elrond was here for in the first place? Or is that a different rock to Mithril? Like, am I am I mad? D- did that not happen? <laughs> no, no, you're right, you're right. Because you know what I was, you know, when this bit came on, yeah, I was sitting, I, I really remember, I was having a coffee, I was watching it, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Then I was like, well, I actually, I actually had to rewind. It was... Okay. Half eight in the morning, and I had to actually. I was watching this on my commute, so I had to okay. rewind and be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Like, is, is isn't that not the same thing? Like, why are you all acting surprised? Yeah, what? So yeah, I don't know. I I want someone to tell me, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. Yeah, tell me what was going on there because I, me, I prefer not to speak. I don't know. I have yeah, no like, was, that, was it just a mistake? Because it was as if they saw it. It, it was as if they saw it for the first time. You're right. Yeah, no, uh, but but like, but they already knew what it did. Do you know what I mean? So it was just really weird. It was like I was then thinking, is it that that rock wasn't Mithril? Maybe it was something else that they found. Oh, actually, we don't need to dig. This new rock can take care of it because. He calls Elrond back, and next thing you know, they're both digging. And I'm like, but this is what you asked to do in the first place. Like, what changed? It was really weird. And um, anyway, I mean, they find the Mithril. And you know the way Mithril's, like, in the walls. If you've seen Peter Jackson's extended Fellowship of the Ring, they really show what Mithril looks like. Um, really nice. I think they kind of do the same sort of music as well. I don't know if you notice that, but, like, there's a, there is a Mithril theme when Mithra was spoken about, um, sort of angelic harmonic uh, thing you sort of hear. And obviously we then know King Durin catches them and basically, you know, says, like, I'm taking your birthright off you. He he snatches his chain. He says, come come get your chains back, blood. Come like, get your chains <laughs> back, man. <laughs> you look like nines. Like, the new thing, blood. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. He said, "Like you know, that, you know what, what, what film is it when he snatches back? Like, come on, man! Yeah, oh my, hand me back no. my shit." He, he yeah, that's exactly because he was like, you know, you're my he son. Got I gave Snow. you my name. He got yeah, John Snow. He yeah. got sent to the wall. That's what I'm saying. He said, "Don't touch it. That's not yours anymore." I'm like rotted because he was like, 
look, to be fair, um, Prince Durin made a point. He was like, you expect me to, and, you know, maybe this is a whole, something you probably know a lot better than me, but a parent projecting onto their child in every single way, including giving their name, but at the same time expecting them to behave exactly like them. That and is, having a problem when they yes. go outside of the plan. You know, Project Mbappe, but you're balling like Per Mertes. No, I love Per. Let me use somebody else. You're balling like um, Craig Dawson, shit guy who played for Spurs. It's like, what's going on? I had no, big literally, plans for that's you. exactly what was going on. Like, I call it the, the Coach Bolton syndrome. If you remember the awards winning, award winning, Oscar winning, lovely musical that was High School Musical. Oh. Um, Troy Bolton's dad literally projected his entire life dream onto Troy. And Troy was like, no, man, I just want to sing and play ball and be with my girl. <laughs> and like, I think King Durin has an idea of what he wants Prince Durin to be, but Prince Durin ain't that guy. And that's not an indictment on him. Like, Prince Drew wants to work with the elves. Like, he doesn't want to be like you and only focus on yourselves and protect it. Because I think King Durin's more like, if we don't mix it with other people, there's less risk of us getting harmed. Like, let's just protect ourselves. Whereas Prince Durin's like, I want to be open. I want to talk to people. I want to have relationships that, and, you know, sort of be like a modernised version of what we are and build relationships so we can use that later on down the line. And King Duran's very fixated on the past. Mm. And I think it's like, it's a push and pull yeah. thing of two different ideologies. Like Prince Duran is a risk taker, uh, wants to do okay. things. And, you know, even if I I fail somewhat, if I still achieve my goal at the end of the day, I've done something right. Whereas King Duran's more like risk averse. I don't want to take any steps necessary that's going to harm us. And yes, everyone, a Balrog is scary, man. It's scary. They're scary. Mm. And we saw one. They scared the living... When I read the books here and they describe it, you can imagine it in your head, but it's not... I was a kid when I read those books. Obviously, I, I read them as adults and stuff, but you can imagine okay, it and yeah. it's scary in your head. When I first saw it, at like five or six when I watched the first film, my days. So I I get where King George... I'm like, you don't want to mess around with them folk there. Like, with demon entities like that, I'm calm, you know, it's cool. That's what I'm like, they're demons in the ground, blood. You don't, you don't they're want to play demons with in the ground, blood. Like, no, nah, man. Like, I ain't, you know, I'm doing a Jesus thing. I ain't messing around with no demons here, man. No one's going to tempt me in the desert. No way. No way. So I get where King Duran's coming from, because he's like, you don't know. Because obviously he's got all the... um. He knows all the stories that all your past men have been telling about these Balrogs. So he's like, I don't think you quite understand what the yeah. conundrum is here. You wake one of these lot up, we're finished. And I don't and I think Prince Duran's only seeing mm-hmm. the end goal. He's not seeing the little obstacles that could occur with that. Not even the, the very big obstacle that come in with achieving that goal. So yeah, it was very interesting. That's what I you know, that's what made this episode slightly more enjoyable for me because I like that whole dynamic of two people battling out with their ideologies of how they view the world. And yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's always interesting when, look, you have to say that arguments are valid. I mean, just to add another layer to Prince Durin's point of view, there's the whole fact that, um, you know, he considers Elrond a brother. And when he takes over Khazad-dûm, he obviously wants to still have good relations with the elves of Linden. That's his point of view. Like, you know, he was going to talk about how 
the dwarves have like names, private names for themselves. And he was about to tell Aaron that. So that was a very clear, you know, just an indication that, you know, this guy's his brother, like he absolutely loves him, would do anything for him. So, yeah, but really interesting to see how this plays out. I don't know how or what it will take because King Durin is obviously really stubborn. He's like, he's not going to change his mind anytime soon. He's effectively disowned his son. Um, so is he going to have to die? Like, is it a King Viserys thing? We need the king to die so shit can kick off. Like, I, I'm, I, I, I'm interested to see how that story resolves because it does look like, uh, you know, um, uh, what's that thing called when you have an immovable object and unstoppable force? That's that's uh, mm. basically that's basically what it looks like. What's so, going on here? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, really, really, really interesting uh, dynamic. So we are going to uh, the place that um, we didn't think would be number one. We didn't oh, think it would be number one. Titchy Strider and Doug's number one. It was so good. <laughs> no, but, oh, I was about this. I was so close to singing, but they will never catch me singing <laughs> on this podcast. Maybe if I have, if we have like a a, a tipsy episode, like a bonus episode. Oh no, maybe, no, no, no! But... We can't do that. Like, no, like I. <laughs> to, for the listeners, yeah, I'm not gonna like. If you go to Gay Village in Manchester, I need you to be careful. Oh. <laughs> the alcohol is too cheap at that place. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. I was drinking for England, Wales, Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, for the continent of Africa. I was drinking for everyone. Honestly, I would highly not recommend. I obviously won't say what I drank. There are other alcohol. Um, beverages available. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll not, I'll not, I'll not speak about the Instagram story I saw. I, I saw I'll be in, I'll be in big trouble. Oh. And I don't want to be in big trouble. <laughs> that's the, do you know that's going to be the worst one. That, that wasn't even the worst one. They were uh, very uh, bad, uh, bad you, videos. You keep that, you keep that to yourself, blood. Like you keep that to yourself. You, as long as you had fun, that's the most important thing. As long as you had fun. Better than this episode. So. <laughs> So, uh, so we catch up with the Harfoots, um, obviously on their way to the Grove, their great migration thing. And um, it's still, it's obvious that even though it looks like they've been traveling like for ages, I guess you have to remember that these people are small. They've barely gotten away from the Southlands. Um, so much so to the point that uh, the debris from uh, Mount Doom um, it mash up their supplies, you know, um, the apple tree they wanted to uh, eat from and stuff. And um what happens is that they find, you know, this the stranger whose powers just increase every episode now can now uh, heal trees and yield fruit and stuff. You know, the guy is basically God to them. He he fixed the whole area that had been covered with, um, you know, volcanic eruption, basically, which would usually kill off uh, any land. Um, and yeah, no, what, what did you think of that? A new power for the stranger as his arsenal of abilities uh, increase. It was very interesting because it was like a parallel to Adar and the Orcs and the way the Orcs worshipped Adar as some sort of messiah, almost. Mm. The Harfoots were beginning to sort of hold the stranger as some sort of messiah to them yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Obviously, like that was the most interesting thing, seeing like the parallel between what both characters were to the people around them. Evidently two powerful people 
um, and how they responded to it. The stranger, obviously, you know, not wanting to use, you know, his power against them. Obviously, Adar being one who was using it against them and, you know, showing forth like, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get busy. But it was actually really interesting seeing how OP the stranger was. And mm. I think what I like about him is that there's almost a resistance of him wanting to have that power. He feels genuinely uncomfortable with what he's able to do. Yeah. And I find that quite interesting when someone is that powerful in comparison to what whoever Sauron is and what's going on in yeah. Southlands. You've got someone who doesn't want the power he has. Yeah. And he's highly capable of beating and beating the best of the best of them on their best day. And he doesn't want it. He's genuinely uncomfortable. He would prefer to be singing drunk songs with Nori and her family and like chilling and not doing any of this. And yeah, yeah. Here he is being put in this position. He doesn't know where he is, what he's doing. He's just, you know, he just knows Nori and her family and he knows that he feels safe with them and that's it. So, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Scene. And I thought I actually quite liked the way they're showing how he can use his power because they're not showing the full extent of it yet. And I'd rather not know yet. Like, yeah. I, because I, what I hate, yeah, is that why I like, this is a sidetrack on another Amazon Prime show, Invincible, is that you know later down the line, Mark is going to be the guy. But it's actually kind of oh, nice yeah. seeing him, it's, but it's quite nice seeing him get beat up. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's not realistic that you automatically, you get power and you've come over. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Whereas with the stranger, like. We do need to see that growth. We need to see the. We um, need to see, the like. Moral- the moral, the, the, the moral crossroads and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, like building his character, like his morality, what he stands for, who he cares about. Mm. When you know how far, when will he go and use the wrong means to do the right things, like that sort of thing. I kind of like that we're seeing him slowly, like show how powerful he is and what he's actually using it for. If he came down and all of a sudden, from what he was last episode, falling over drunk and doing all sorts of nonsense, not knowing who his name <laughs> is, only knowing Nori, to like magically making the Southlands look pretty and all that stuff, I would have been really pissed mm. off because I'm like, what the hell is that? So the yeah, fact that they're using him in, Yeah, the fact they're using it in this way and saying like, no, he can't, like, he's actually, like, starting to get a bit better at controlling his power because before, I don't think he would have been able to, set, like, like centre his power to do one specific thing, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. If this was six episodes ago, hey, yo, someone is getting hit with whoever did you think he's got going on there yeah and to be fair he still managed to injure someone remember he, he still, still managed, managed to injure it, them yeah he still injured someone there so but it was not as bad as it would have been if it was six episodes ago if that makes any sense yeah so yeah I, and, I, I um, quite liked it yeah and um, also quite interestingly enough this is the first time his powers weren't destructive it was the first time he it was, was good. Uh, restore, it was uh, restorative power um, for the first time, you know, because, uh, you know, first it was ice and fire used in destructive ways. You know, I know one time was accidental, another time was to defend them, but people got hurt. Even, I mean, I mean, to be fair, this healing and growing that he's doing um, was, uh, um, how, how, how do I put it? Yeah, just restorative and a bit more positive, even though it did still result in the injuries of people. But the funniest thing to me, I mean, like, just sort of a side note, it was like, Everyone accepts the stranger now. It's like, oh yeah, you got that, yeah. Unlimited food, yeah. Come on in, come, come on in, man. In. Come like, in, man. It's like, oh, you, yeah. Like, fam, it's like, honestly, like, like, because I've, I've experienced this, honestly. When you like, you turn up 
to play like for a new football team, seven aside or something. You know, the man don't know you, you know, they're just kind of like acting all like a bit mad. And then fam, you score some banger. You see like how everyone becomes friendly. Everyone's coming up to you like, your name's Chizzy, yeah? Like all that kind of stuff. Like, hey, girlfriend. Uh, no, hey, no, no. But you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It, I swear, I swear that it's like that. It's like that. To be fair, I should have used the example of a banger because I'm I'm a centre back. I didn't I don't score bangers like that. But you, you honestly, it was like He's a baller, yeah? Like, I'll have him. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And that's basically what happened. But, um, obviously, we know that the school shooters um, are after them. Now, we still don't know who these people are. And that's why we're going to keep calling them school shooters. We went from thinking it was Sauron to necromancers. And uh, now in this episode, they're witches, basically. Um, and I do like the way their powers of, it seems to be teleportation, are um, kind of shown. Um, I do like, you know, it's not like a, you know, stupid bright light and then they go and then they appear somewhere. Um, it's really clever camera work. I do like the way they do it. Um, and then, you know, they set the uh, caravan and all their food on fire. And even the way they did that was really good effects. I, I did like, you know, she puts out the flame then takes the, um, you know, like the sort of brimstone or burnt ash that comes from it and it turns into flames everywhere. Now, whilst that was really cool and the question is coming, um, was was that necessary? Like, <laughs> why did she do that? Like, don't get, like, obviously they posed absolutely no threat to her. If it was a case that, oh, we have to, you know, kill them to keep the stranger a secret, then they should have stopped and killed all of them. They just... um. They just burnt their shit and left. And, you know, I was a bit, it, it was cruel, but it didn't seem calculated. It seemed pretty pointless. I mean, what do you think happened there? So, the white people's destiny's child, yeah? Hey, <laughs> yo, that was not necessary. Oh, we're calling them the white destiny's child. <laughs> that was not necessary. What was that? We watched colonization live in action, yeah? Oh, my God. I yeah. saw Christopher Columbus there. Why are you burning their shit for? For nothing, bro. No, I actually wanted to jump into the screen. I actually wanted to jump into the screen. Like, are you dumb? Yeah. Are you dumb? Oh. These people have done diddly squat too. They've been minding their damn business, yeah. They're going about their day, you know, and they're, you know, they're not even doing any... What What kind of these midgets... They were, like, completely midgets, you know? defensive as well. They didn't attack them. You just showed the light, the, the torch in their face and said, look, just go We'd away. Just go that way. Ah! When I saw them burning their stuff, I thought, You lot are bad minds. You lot. Yeah, it was they bad just they, like... they did that for shits and giggles. They're like, you know what? Let That's me show you. Let me show you what what could really happen if you if you mess Let with me. Let me show you my power, blood. Let me show, Let me my, show power. my power. To quote, was it really necessary? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Was it necessary? You know, was that I necessary? Got, like, I got so offended, you know. I thought I was watching one of my boys. Oh, get her. man. Oh, man. I thought, is this, is this, this is, actually necessary? Oh, but, you it's, know, like, so in terms of story development and, um, uh, well, okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, I've got a few thoughts on this. The first thing is that one of the positives of this show is that even though the Hobbits are oh, half sorry, are prominent, they have managed to keep them like side characters. Like, it, it, it's not at a point where 
everything rests on them because that just wouldn't be that just wouldn't be halfling behavior you know i give them full yeah you're right i give them full props to that because me and you yeah from before before the show even started the one thing we were worried about was the half foot's prominence on the show because it completely dilutes exactly what happened in those books because the hobbits doing what they're doing was crazy yeah exactly so the fact that they've kept them as side plot characters and the person who's the most powerful person in that situation is not even a half foot it's a stranger whoever this person is yeah I'll give a full props to that. Full props. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, but then we have um, so the next morning, and obviously everything's burned to shit. And uh, I mean, to put it bluntly, they said, "Let's get the man that gives us free food back," because I need that shit. And so they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go off the uh, beaten path now." Um, and uh, yeah, go find, go find him. And yeah, I like the way Nuri was about to go off on her own. Like they've always shown that. She is the closest to a baggins out of all of them in terms of their uh, disposition to want to uh, go out on an adventure. But we do get that surprise of uh, other people joining, you know, like, oh, you need a guide, you need protection, da 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 da. So they're off on an adventure now. And we will see, uh, we will see what happens. But so their involvement, even though it's not a side plot, and, but uh, one of my fears is we see it as a side plot right now because we don't actually know what the stakes are all we've got is people basically chasing their meal ticket you know them ones i want custody so i can get the meal ticket in it do you know what i mean that's basically what these men are doing so until we know for sure what the uh what destiny's child wants is this is their fourth name now so we've gone from school shooters to necromancers which is and now they're uh, Destiny's Child. We'll, we'll just put the bad versions, obviously, respect to um, them man over there. Respect to Beyonce, Michelle and Kelly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. So um, do you have any thoughts on them going on a, you know, this is the classic Hobbit, we're going on an adventure thing. Any thoughts? What, them going on their little uh, <laughs> world tour? Um I quite, do you know what? It's quite funny because I'm like the only one with good intentions is Nori. Yeah. Oh, she <laughs> wants her friend. Everyone else is thinking about food. Everyone else but, is thinking about food. Like you can't tell me anything else. Like he's not made. There's no emotional connection with any of them. He only sp- tried to speak to the thing for the first time because man saw apples. It was like, hey, yo, like. How can apples so win you over? I needed to grow up. How can apples win yeah, you over? Yeah, man, where's the steak out? You know, where's the filet mignon? You know what I mean? Like, you know what's, what's... I mean? Like, even if it was Apple, like, I don't you know. Apples. No, if it's mangoes, apples. Yeah. Is this who we are? <laughs> man, red, red granny apples was enough for, for this guy. So Okay, imagine. They should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, do you know what? Maybe, maybe things are tough. Maybe things are tough. Who knows? But Ishar got them to go on an adventure. But um, unfortunately, we're no closer to knowing who the stranger is, what these people want with him. I mean, we can imagine he is some kind of weapon, even though it looks like these, uh, it, it does look like Destiny's Child uh, can take care of themselves. So we will see. We will see. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get some kind of answer um, in the next episode. So the final shot, we're just going to go back to the bloody Southlands. I can't believe this was a letdown for the last time Um, because you said something, sorry, I said something about 
not being uh, entirely happy with the way it ended that they showed it was Mordor. Now, one of the most cardinal sins in movie making or TV show making or rules, sorry, one of the biggest rules you follow is show, don't tell. They, why did they write Mordor on my screen? I know it's bloody Mordor. I thought you did the reveal in the last episode. That's why it was so good. Because if, if like someone turned around and said, oh my God, it's Mordor, that would have been shit. No, all we needed to see was the mountain blow up. You showed how much ash was going everywhere. You were talking about how the orcs now have their own place. Like we know this is Mordor. So I know you said you're happy with this scene, but I'm hating on it, man. Like, I think you've ruined a, like. You've ruined a good thing because even like the end of the episode, it's like it's like a double reveal now. You told us that was more like you don't ah, uh, you told us that was Mordor. So what was that? And then you spelt it out. It's just it's just you don't do it. Show us your audience isn't stupid. Come on. You know what? Now you've said that you're right. I, I was wondering. I was wondering, Blood. You don't have to agree with me, but I was like, no, no. What? I was wondering, but no, because you know what? The only reason why I liked it was because I don't know. I just, I think I just like the the way it was written. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so super minded, but no. I mean, I think the only reason why I liked it was because I was trying to think on the aspect of if I didn't know, if I personally didn't know. Because some people may be going in. That's what I was. So before I actually did like it. Like I, I, thought I didn't have it. I didn't have like a, a pure hatred for it. I wasn't in love with it either. But I kind of liked it. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's Mordor. Makes sense. But I kind of get at the same time. You are right because I didn't think about what happened last episode. Um, is that it does defeat the purpose because I think what happened at the end of last episode, like that was enough. Like that, that was enough. Because if they had that text in the end, actually, no, you're right. If they had the text in the ep- end of the last episode, I think that would have been fine. Yeah. I think that the text is, that whole thing is not really my issue. Yeah, now I'm thinking about, yeah, I figured they had that text. This is more than not at the end of the last episode. That would have been like, oh, we're in the end game now. We're in it yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? But the only thing, I've, the only thing I came to the end of the episode, where was the East Londoners? Where were they? <laughs> they should have... I, t- I told you the thing that killed this Southlands thing was that they weren't there. That was a good time to go fight. Like, you're in your... You, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like these men went away to Anfield and somehow managed to transform it into their home ground and they didn't do nothing, bruv. Joy is... This is so, like your... An- Anfield, Anfield... This is the perfect description. You know, you went to Anfield, yeah, and you're balling. Anfield crowd is yeah. quiet. Yeah, and then you have how? No, this was a United game yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> how many times was that elderly man given chances to score? <laughs> the prime minister, the uh, Anthony Martial, like all these players were giving him chances. What did Nikki say? She was like, "Oh, it's like when someone does paper, like the airplane noises and trying to feed you foods, and you're not opening your mouth." Yeah, yeah, they're still missing. Oh, yeah, you still miss it. So like. How many t- how many times? How many times? Uh, this do you know how perfect it would have been to have one orc? Like even if it was just one got to one of them. Do you know what I mean? Unless if unless I didn't see the teaser for like the next episode, unless they're facing the orcs in the next episode, 
then fair enough. But at the same time, yeah. Galadriel's going back off to the land of, you know, to Numenor, isn't she not? That, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't... Uh, so, like, don't you could have had it. the orcs in this episode mash up a few things, yeah? So then at least mm. then it ties in with what happens in the third age a little bit. And then, obviously, then you can do the whole, oh, Gladwell, and where's Ilsador? Because you, you can even have an orc kidnap Ilsador, and that's where he's yeah. gone. Like, something. Because where were the East Londoners? Like, where was my Danny Dyer? Where was it? I was so confused <laughs> because if an orc, like, because I, you know, when, when Ilsador went missing and that, I kept thinking an orc, some orcs must have gotten to him. Death this is, yeah. That's what I was know, thinking. We, I was we thinking know, that. Yeah. Because we know he's alive because he's in the third age. Exactly. So, so I, I thought it would have been an opportunity to maybe, um, like, very randomly, you know, they never explained that voice that was in his head that they just put in that work, that horrible episode. I thought maybe they could have revealed something there. Maybe the fact he was in Mordor, maybe he could have had some kind of vision to see what's to come because he's missing, but we know he's not dead. The character that you should have made missing is Halbrand because we don't know if he's, if he's like genuinely injured or he's up to no good. Like, and they just missed the trick here. And that's why this episode uh, ended up falling um, so flat. So what I want to do here is maybe a bit more of a clean break than usual. I don't want us to speculate on what the last episode is going to be like, we're just going to let them run with it and we're going to see what's going to happen. But what we will do is make the ratings of this episode official. So Priscilla episode seven, season one, what are you giving it out of 10? Six or six and a half. Okay. Uh, 5.5. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, nah, because not only did it fall flat, I felt that there were just so many missed opportunities. You know, I just, yeah, it could, it, it just, it just could have been better, especially after giving me that high of, of last episode. week. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, <laughs> we've been oh, actually we've we've been to, we've been so bad vibes. I sincerely apologize, guys. I did not have a bad day today. I had a very good day. You know, I had KFC. I was enjoying myself today. So <laughs> it was just this episode. Yeah, <laughs> and no, it no, made no, you look, laugh. We made you anyone, laugh. Anyone that's anyone that's listening to us, I have a feeling that they would agree. That's the thing. I don't think we've been too wild with our. Um, what we've said, we were definitely 100 million percent ready to give uh, the show a chance as well. And I'm not saying that it's failed. Um, look, there was an encouraging interview from the showmakers last week. I don't know if any of you caught it, where they were saying that they are trying to construct a world with this season and that season two, things will start moving a lot quicker, almost like they knew that... Um, they might get this reception. So oh, do you know what? See. Then fair enough, fair enough. Because I think what I've always said with this show is I'm going to give it the same grace I give most shows, like fantasy shows like this. I always give mm. them about two or three seasons. Yeah. Um, Because by the mid-second season, I have to have, like, that's enough time for me to to sort of, 
you know what I mean, to form an opinion of what it's good. So, and I I know that they're going for the world building thing, and I know they're going for it. And I think, like you said, now I know because I didn't know they said that. I feel like they probably were aware and were anticipating people were going to complain. So if mm. obviously if if the second and third and fourth and fifth season like because now they wouldn't have no excuse because we know all these characters now now you can go hell for leather and just build on everything that's been happening. So if that's what they're doing and it pays off for them, then great. It it pays off for them. Then at least then they've got something to work with. Because right now, it's like feeling like the first four episodes of Breaking Bad, which were quite slow. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what it feels which, like. Um, you know, quite famously had a very slow start. Like, in fact, um, to be completely honest with you, uh, most people got onto Breaking Bad because of how crazy season four was. Yeah. And then everyone went back and it we was slow, it the but people knew that now, but we know something mad is happening and that's why we're going to stick with it. Like Breaking Bad, I don't know. Um, I would love to see the, like, the story of the numbers because I am very confident that they didn't even have up to half of the viewers that they had by the time the show officially came to an end. There was no way someone woke up and said, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm watching the first episodes of this thing and I can't wait to the next episode. Yeah, that's literally that's what that's what happened with Game of Thrones. That's what exactly what happened with Game of Thrones. A lot of people came into it yeah, season three, true. season four. Like they weren't in the trenches that like we were in the trenches with it. Like people, a lot of people came yeah, in. Yeah, Red Wedding. I, mean, I was there. No, episode one. Obviously, I, I was, was there because season three, Red Wedding. I re- I remember this. The amount of YouTube reactions to the Red Wedding because it was a word of mouth. Yeah, it was those reactions. It was those yeah. reactions that said, "Yo, what is this show?" So many people started watching. Exactly. Of that. So I think Rings of Power is is it's even the same as the Mand- the Mandalorian is another perfect example of it. A lot of people yeah. started watching the Mandalorian based on the end of that first season. They weren't there from the beginning of it. By the end, towards the end of that season, everyone's like, oh wait a second. Like this whole space guy who's trying to be a dad thing is actually pretty decent. So I feel like that's where um what do you call it? This, if this show gets it right, and because obviously now I, I, the only thing, the one thing I give them credit for, the writers and everyone and the producers and the bold man who runs the company, credit for is that they've built this world successfully now. Yeah, they've built it now. So this at this point, I can say I know the dynamics in every single place in Middle Earth now. I know the relationships between the characters. I know who I like. I know who I don't like. Even the ones who I don't like, I can understand their like their their them at their core. There's even people like Farrah's that we've not been tapped into yet, but we know what he's about. Like I know yeah. where they can take things. So I'll give them I'll give them that because the one thing I wanted to, the one main thing I wanted to come out with at the end of the season was that I know exactly where I stand with all the characters mm. and where and where and what directions things could go in and I understand the world now and then if someone else who's not seen read the you know the lore or watched the films or read the books and did or did all three like me and you did then they yeah. will know what's going on so I'll give them that I'll give them that 
But yeah, hopefully, I hope to God it's a Breaking Bad scenario where the first season is slow and then everything kicks off. Because they will have no excuse in the second and third season because you've now have successfully built a world. They've successfully built a world now and made people connect with characters that doesn't exist in the law. You did it perfectly now. Sorry, like, let's get, let's get shit cracking. Like, I want people dying. And there are major events that we know are coming up where, okay, maybe this is the point that, you know, like uh, the way people get into things these days is through clips. Um, I want people to see whenever they're going to do it, the sinking of Numenor and be like, yo, what is this show? I need to watch this shit. How did we get here? I think the Battle of the Last Alliance would be going way too far because it's like, okay, the show's basically over now. So you're saying, well, you know, we had to wait seven years for it to peak or whatever. That would be too much. But um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. So um, I think that wraps up uh, another episode. Um, so this has been uh, Popcorn for Dinner, the podcast, Rings of Power um, with uh, Chiazzo and Priscilla. Priscilla, do you want to give out any of your social media? Uh, yeah, Twitter, it's my name, um, but with an X instead of the first I, IDK at the end, and uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, and also, Fabian Frankel, call me. He's not on this bloody show. <laughs> He's on House of the Dragon. He's five foot seven. I don't care. I need him to call me pronto. <laughs> I don't oh care who plays that guy. I don't like Kristen. <laughs> I don't like Kristen. I don't like him, but I could take him. Jesus. That's what I've got to say. Uh, no comment. No comment. Uh, I myself, uh, you can find uh, me at uh, Chizzy, that's C-H-I-Z-Z-Y-V-I-I on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, all I do is write about my feelings and cry about Arsenal. Uh, come and join me if that's the sort of thing you're into. You're laughing about Arsenal now. You're laughing about Arsenal now, top of the league. Yeah, no, we are top of the league. I don't know, I find a reason to cry in it. There's always something to be upset about. <laughs> Life of a football fan. Um, read my write-ups too right I think that wraps it up Um, thank you ever so much and we will see you all soon cheers and goodbye bye